K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on Yo, welcome back to the podcast dojo, baby. You know what it is. It's black on both sides. I'm one half of your co-host here, King Kunta 3X. I see all of it. Tribe Call Quest. You know how we do. The other half is my esteemed co-host, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted. Week after week, after week you know what it is. Nine out of ten. Fuck that tenth. Be honest. What's up, B? What's going on, man? Hey, but um, my only question is, if you got to say all the King Kunta 3X, like the group you mentioned, why didn't you say the whole name of the group? It's A Tribe Called Quest. Not just Tribe Called Quest. You, you're messing it up, man. My apologies. A Tribe Called Quest. That's accurate, be honest. See, see that's, that's my co-host. That's my quarterback. <laughs> that's my co-host right there. Yes. I, how, can I, how can I not be the change... In the world that I seek You're right Yeah A tribe called Quest King Kunta 3X A pimp named Slickback Yeah We Oh Guess Kunta them all Kunta we got a new dog I, I know you're probably like what Yeah we got a new dog And You open in a kennel Yeah you I get, Big boy I, You trying to compete with big boy down there <laughs> I think so Cause but, he got dogs And owls and shit So you gonna have to Nah we not getting no owls but Diversify we, But the thing is We named the dog Fife <laughs> Five dog? Yep, five dog. Wait, wait, wait. Who named the dog? Uh, it was wasn't it? My daughter. Really? Yep, my daughter named Five. Yeah. Nice. When's she coming back to the show? Next uh, never really? Yeah, probably never. I don't know. She still, right. she still listens, though. Her and her boyfriend still listen. Because black on both sides is for the chillins. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. And with that, without further ado, let's talk about some fuck niggas. Uh-oh. I don't remember if we covered this last week, but you know, I'm sure everybody by now has seen, uh, you know, Mayweather uh, strolling casually along Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather, Money Mayweather of TMT fame, casually getting his shop on at Gucci, as if nothing had ever happened. I think, uh, be honest, be honest, you and I talked about this, and we both came to the conclusion that that nigga didn't know. I think so. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, he he didn't know what he was doing. He was just in there. He didn't he didn't know. He right. didn't know. Well, you know who did know? Ti dropped that diss track. Fuck nigga. How do I know? Cause your boy Bionis dropped this shit in Slack. B, uh, you, you know what happened after he dropped that? You got Money May coming after him. You got Money May's DJ. They saying this is just sour <laughs> grapes. Well, he didn't say that, cause you know. Those niggas don't read. But they said he's just, you know, he's just holding on to this. And he's been waiting to drop this. He already had it recorded. Have you seen that, be honest? I haven't seen that, but it seems kind of suspect that immediately after this, it happened. You know what, though? Let's not pretend like TMZ didn't stir that shit up. Because they, stir it up? That's what TMZ does. No, but that's they actually asked him. They are pot stirrers. They that's actually what they do. said Ti's name when they were talking to, to Mayweather outside of the Gucci, outside of Neiman Marcus. They brought Ti into it. He's one of the prominent boycotters of the Gucci. Nah, nah, that wasn't why they brought Ti into it when they T. talked I, to Mayweather. Spike Lee and the rest of them. But that's not why they brought it up to Mayweather. That's not why they said his name to Mayweather. They know that there's issues with Mayweather and Ti, but. 
allegedly there was a, a boxing or quick fight. I won't say boxing match. There was a quick fight in a restaurant back in the day. There, there's been some beef between them about a potential cheating. Yeah, yeah, with with uh with his uh non mediocre wife, right? Gotcha. So anyway, so Ti responded. Did you see Ti's response? You talking about the song or the the. IG. No, the response yeah. to the backlash over the song. So on Instagram, T.I. hopped on his Instagram live. Saw it. Some of it. Why was he talking so soft? Uh, because I think for some, I think that people believe that when you talk soft, your words are more believable. It's like, oh, this nigga crazy because he's talking soft and calm. Nah, I feel like he he was at a restaurant. That's what I think. Oh, he was definitely at a restaurant, though. That's why he was talking soft. He didn't want to okay. get, you know, uh, sir, could you could you take your beef elsewhere? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and he goes and he talks all this stuff about how he recorded that night, that night, that night, same night, and that how he, you know, he, he's, he's you know, claps back at everybody that doesn't appear to be supporting the people, like Kanye, Kanye, fuck Kanye, you know how I feel about that, and others. And um, basically he was saying the first thing he said, which I respect, is that he don't make songs if he have a problem with you. He just pull up. Mm. Now, I want to say this. T.I. is a known puller-upper. I will give him that. Is he? He is, because he pulled up in H-Town when he had beef with Little Flip and some other people back in the day. Wasn't a, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a legend yet. No, he was. No, he wasn't. Back then, he yeah, was. Yeah, No, he This was after I'm Serious. This is after— After I'm Serious know, was the first album. he did the first bid. After I'm, I'm serious was the first album. He was no, this is before he did the first bid. You know, after he this is you know remember he did he was doing all the movies and all of a sudden he got you know he had to go to to, to well, he was cemented. He wasn't a legend yet. <sighs> anyway, all knows he rolled around the dirty third, third ward, Houston, re- relatively consequence free, looking for a little flip. So yeah. he, he's a. I, Hey, you know, I'm not a Zone 6 nigga like yourself, but T.I. is known, at least in my parlance, <laughs> as somebody to who is known that. to pull up. You got to stop saying that, man. I don't have It is what it is, Beyonce. I do not aff- It's hard out there. You, you talking an OB. About? I do not You an original <laughs> Zone 6. Oh, original. People be claiming this stuff. People be trying to sell this, this clout. I don't of claim that. And you just got it. It's, 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 just, it's just in you. I do not claim. That's a silly thing to claim. A police precinct is a, is a, a police zone is a silly thing to cr- uh, claim as, yeah, come on, stop it. But um, here's my problem, right? So T.I. may have been a pull-upper, for lack of better words, but after doing these these prison stints, he's not a pull-upper anymore, I hope. Oh, he's got, you got the, got the goons. You got the goons and the goons, goons, goons. Yeah. But yeah, you're but not. But event, you're not so, pulling up on know, Floyd Mayweather. What? You're not pulling up on Floyd Mayweather. His goons make more money. Come on, you like to see little niggas fight. It's funny as hell. <laughs> it's like slap boxing. It's crazy. <laughs> Ain't none of them hurt the others. It's just, just, just pow, 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 pow. Nobody's hurt. Oh, I can't call. Wait, I can't call Mayweather a little nigga. He's about my height. He's just a lot skinnier. Ew. <laughs> Judging you a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> Anywho, um, but but let's get into the to the actual the fuck nigga aspect of the song. So basically, a fuck nigga is somebody that does nothing for anybody but themselves. Right. I can see that. Uh, I, I can see that being applied to to Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um. Uh, 
Now, whether or not, you know. Well, okay, so if you take care of your entire family, is that not doing something for other people? Okay, but what about anybody else? Mm-hmm. how you got more, you got so much money, mm. you can't even count it all. Everybody Lord else knows like you can't read any of it. Everybody else like who? Those checks. Like, see that this that whole my tribe thing that me and you get an argument about. Everybody black is not part of my tribe. Okay, let's put a pin in that. All right. So, as we talked, uh, uh, oh, we didn't. Lord Twenty One Savage is free of his own recognizance. He's out there just telling his story. And be honest, I think it was a sting. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing too. They were trying to they get called him, him by name. They yeah. didn't say uh, Shia uh, Abraham. They said we got Savage. Yeah. Oops. But here's a, here's a, here's a here's an interesting aside. You know, he's he's got his papers. Uh, he actually uh, turned himself in on this felony uh, charge uh, that was pending. It wasn't a gun charge. It was actually something stupid. Marijuana or something, right? What was that? I think it was marijuana related. It was something really dumb, though. Yeah, something really dumb. So hopefully try to get that cleared up. We know from our podcast last time that Jay-Z uh, actually uh, bought the legal team. While these other rappers out there saying, Free 21 Savage, uh, Hove <laughs> actually uh, got the man some lawyers. So right, wrote a check. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty big. I mean, that's uh that's you know, that's what we that's old school big. That's like, you know, Muhammad Ali when he was when he was not able to fight because they stripped his boxing license because he refused to go to Vietnam. You know, a lot of people don't know this. You should, it's black history, but you know <laughs> Joe Frazier actually loaned him some money yep. when he was down. Yep. You know, we have a rich history of black entertainers banding together to try to look out for one another. And uh, and I think that, you know, Jay-Z, uh, much like others like Will Smith, they do a lot of things that are just not known. And so, you know, we talk a lot of shit about, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z and et cetera and what they should be doing and, and, and what they're not doing. But Jay-Z is actually out there. In them streets, uh, trying to make a difference. For example, there is a quote from Little Wayne, where Little Wayne says that Jay Z actually paid his taxes when he was not working. Remember that that's that brief stint of time where he was tied tied not brief brief few years. I say brief. <laughs> yeah, it was a few years actually. He was tied up and couldn't release music. Yeah, uh, Little Wayne said that Jay Z paid his taxes. I read that too. Them. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, and you know, we all are familiar with you know Jay Z's efforts with Meek Mill. Uh, we know that uh, you know we know that uh, that Jay Z has also tried to be a champion for Meek Mill and others. Same thing, talking about free this person, free that. Jay Z actually paid Meek Mill's legal fees. They're not they're not related. They're not on the same record label. They're not affiliated. They're not from the same city. But, you know, he's out there, you know, doing these things, you know, that we would hope that our black celebrities of means can do. And, uh, you know, that violates your this tribal aspect you're talking about, be honest. But, right. you know, I, I, for one, that's what I want to see. To me, that's that's the black community working together. 
Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's it's little known though. I think it's just that's the kind of shit that people don't. Jay Z is not somebody they want to to hold up or put down. They just like I don't know. Jay Z is almost kind of invisible since he's become so powerful. Weird thing to say, but it just it seems is weird because like, considering he's been basically emasculated. Yeah. Yeah, he literally balls are, are in whatever. Well, I, purse I don't know Beyonce, about, I don't know about uh, that. Beyonce has whatever purse she has. That's where his man parts are. I don't know about that part. I'm pretty sure. You can look, look at his face. He's not happy. <laughs> He's not. He's not. All the bravado's gone. Jay Z's still Spe- my favorite rapper. So, almost deaf. Speaking of uh, bravado and favorite rappers, uh, looks like our good buddy uh, Takashi. Sixty-seven, eight, niner. <laughs> I was might get off scot free. How do you feel about that, Bia? Well, nope, he's not scot free. He's not going to do any prison time. But you can't live anywhere. Nah, man. I think he's got to go to the witness protection program because these are blood bloods. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not just going to put all these people behind on these RICO and racketeering charges and think you're going to walk the streets. Uh, Anywhere, because we we should know, and if you don't know, now you know, gang violence, bloods and crips. There are bloods and crips in almost every major metropolitan city in these United States. Right. How do you how do you untattoo everything that you every piece of skin you have though? You have to ask El Chapo. <laughs> you have to ask El Chapo. But six uh, t- uh, Tekken sixty eight was saying uh, through his girlfriend, his girl girl's baby mama, that you know they believe the prosecutor is going to. Uh, try to drop all nine of the charges in exchange for his uh, uh, complete cooperation uh, leading to the uh, convictions of basically all of his friends, all of his, all of his hood rat friends. Yeah. I, and you know, I don't know if they're going to try from what I saw. And this is so odd because everybody has been saying for a long time that DJ Vlad is, is some kind of plant in the industry. Um, he's part of the system or whatever. The uh, legal system because he gets people to admit things to him and that kind of stuff. But she went on DJ Vlad's show with uh, court paper. So this isn't a try. This is actually in writing already. That's right. So uh, still there's some legal ambiguities. And also, as I was saying in the Slack room, Slack room, Slack room, Slack room. If you're not in the Slack room, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Free 99. Send an email to rarescience.com. Ask to be in the Slack room. And I'll be honest myself, all day, every day. Any event, as I say in the Slack room, you know, I'm not 100% sure the judge actually has to take this prosecutor's recommendation for leniency. Oh, okay. This is the kind of the same thing that happened in the Michael Cohen case in the Trump, in the Trump matter. Okay. Uh, same thing that happened with uh, the general, uh, Flynn. You know, Flynn is thinking, oh, sweet. Yeah, I made my deal, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I made it. And right. the judge is like, no, fuck all of this. You commit a serious crime, you're going to do something. You're going to, ha- you're going to have to do something for these crimes. So we'll see what the judge ultimately does. You know, I could be wrong, but, you know, maybe it's, you know, it's all worked out. Maybe Tekken 78 was never the focus of this. I have a hard time believing he was. Yeah, me too. This is exactly how they planned it. Right, exactly. And it's a surprise to no one. Let specifically not his hood rat friends. Right. They 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 knew this was going to happen. They knew that when he got in, when he was when he when he day one in 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 custody, this was in the works. They, yeah. they knew that. 
Yeah. They knew that. Um, speaking of fuck niggas and snitches, every podcast is going to talk about this. And black on both sides is not going to leave you uncovered. <laughs> we at least going to weigh in. Okay. So I'm going to do this quickly and in the timeline. So according to the timeline, there were two individuals arrested in connection with the uh, racially uh, the hate the racially charged hate crime allegedly committed against one Jesse Smollett of Empire fame. Remember that? Be honest. I do. I spoke about it in length on Music Love Life. Yeah, and we both came to the conclusion that yeah, something smells odd. Yep. Whole thing smells odd. Well, be honest, the two individuals that were arrested uh, were brothers. Hmm. That's interesting. (laughs) But what's more interesting about the brothers, and for those that don't remember, the hate crime consisted of Jesse being uh, beaten by these two uh, individuals who he identified as white, wearing MAGA hats, calling him various uh, uh, anti-LGBTQ and also making racial epithets and slurs as they're beating him. And at some point, he wound up with a noose around his neck. And also, uh, uh, bleach was poured on him. Are you with me so far? You could say it was almost the perfect crime for 2018. <laughs> I believe this happened a few months ago, if not yeah. mistaken. Anywho, Chicago police, I believe. No, it's not Chicago. The police arrested two brothers. Be honest, you want to hazard a guess at their country of origin because they're not American. Well, first you have to say that Jesse identified them on a camera as being absolutely the two who beat him up. But yes, the brothers were Nigerian. Hmm. (laughs) Hold on a second. So the two brothers that are assaulted, allegedly assaulted him wearing MAGA hats saying anti-LGBTQ uh, things, along with racial slurs. And somehow or another, Jussie wound up with a noose around his neck. These two brothers are from Nigeria that are, have been arrested on as people, persons of interest. I'm just trying to think if I know any white, Ni- any, any, any Caucasian Nigerians. I'm just... Not even... I'm sure they're exactly. they're white South Africans. There are no white. Nigerians. I know some white South Africans. Dave Matthews and his band. Dave Matthews from South Africa. He's a South African American. Charlize Charlize Theron. She's Charlize Theron who adopted an American black baby. Yeah, she's also South African American. Um, <laughs> South. African. I call them African American because they, they, I think they have citizenship here in the United States now. Okay. So they're South African American. Got it. Yep. Um, I just, I, I, so I was a little frustrated because I couldn't think of, I, I, I scanned my memory banks. Lord knows I did. I just could not picture a white Nigerian. So I bit the bullet and I looked up these two individuals. Nigga. They look like M'Baku and T'Challa. <laughs> right. What the fuck, Jussie? <laughs> Mbaku and T'Challa. You couldn't pick. You couldn't have picked a worse group of Africans to pretend they're white. 
M'Baku, Ayudan, and T'Challa. We do not do that here. I mean, these niggas is swole. Right. They do more than a couple push-ups. On the one hand, you know, maybe, maybe it was dark and he couldn't see. I don't know. Oh, man, come on. On the other hand, you know, maybe we should say, hey, you know, for you to survive a beating from M'Baku and T'Challa, damn, you must be one tough son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, it was like a cut over his eye. That was wishful thinking. Yeah. That, that, that's, that was very, very, very wishful thinking. So as the news cycle turns, apparently uh, M'Baku and T'Challa were hired by Jesse Smollett for the low, low price of $3,500. <sighs> which might be why they're lightweight upset. Right. With an additional 500 the crime happened on January 29th, so 2019. 29th or 26th? 26th or 29th? One Doesn't of those. Doesn't matter. And they were an the additional 500. Happen. After they committed, after, after the incident, they were supposed to fly back to Nigeria and come back later for an additional 500. What's <laughs> worse, the brothers, you know, sources say the brothers have admitted that the actual assault was rehearsed. Oh, wow. I didn't read that With part. With all three of them. I didn't read that part. And the rope? Jesse paid for it. Ugh, what a dummy. They even identified the store they got it from. Some mom and pop store I'm not familiar with. But they even identified the store they bought the rope from. So I heard podcasts out there and out there world. Unlike to be honest, I do listen to other podcasts. Uh... And some of them were just, you know, immediately jumping to Jussie's defense before all this came out. No questions asked. Some of them said, I believe him, fight me on it. You know, we talked uh, about Jussie appearing on some, you know, at, at some party saying that he's, you know, he's fighting for us all. We open up the show by talking about fuck niggas. Ugh. Jussie Smollett is a fuck nigga. Absolutely. So, but would he want to be called a nigga? He might be want to be called a fuck bitch. What, what is well, the? I don't. I don't know what they're gonna call him. But he's gonna do a little bit of time. He should do a little time. He's gonna do a little bit of time. He, he should. He's not gonna go to the. He's not gonna go to prison. But he's gonna do a little bit of time somewhere because, you know, what was the purpose of this? You know what the purpose of this was? For Jussie? No, I don't. Jussie is about about at the highest height he could be by being a regular character on Empire. Oh uh, well. So I don't know where I don't know where else there was for him to go. There was, the Smollett's have a limited lifespan on TV. We all know this. We've seen uh, the sisters, the brothers. What sisters? Yeah. So what? what so what was he doing? Oh. What's the What's the end game? What was the point of this? No idea. But I mean, it was it was it was way too obvious. I think from the beginning. I I don't understand how you hire black people to help you with that crime anyway, though. And and not just that, though. Um, there was there were rumors that he was getting written out of Empire, and that was like something part of it, too. But that's, that sounds stupid. I think that may have just been made up. I just don't understand how you, in today, in 2019, where cameras are literally everywhere, you try to do a crime in public. It just doesn't make any sense. There are too many cameras everywhere. It's, it's, it's a dumb idea. Jesse. 
if you are a listener of Black on Both Sides or if one of your friends is, if you'd like to just give us a shout out and let us know, what was your motivation? This y'all liberals. I'd love man. to know. This you liberals. I'd, I'd love to know what's 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 the what's the best outcome you thought would happen, and is this actually the worst outcome that's happened? Well, did you see the was it Diane Sawyer interview, or I think it was Diane Sawyer? We got there and started crying about you know he's a tough guy, and everybody thinks because he's gay he's weak, but he's actually tough and all. That. Maybe it literally was just him trying to stand up for being a gay man who's not weak. He already does that. He's like a known speaker of the gay thing. Yeah, ain't nobody listening to that bullshit, though. Nobody cares if you stand up and say, I'm strong and I'm gay and gay people are strong. Nobody wants to hear that shit. So you orchestrate some type of... But here's my thing, right? If you were going to show how strong you are, shouldn't the people who they tried to attack you, shouldn't they be the ones with broken ribs and, and cuts in the face? You should have paid somebody a little bit more to get beat up. And then that would have made it really look like gay people are strong. Is anybody questioning gay people's strength? No. Who in 2019 everybody knows a gay person who's not a little feminine uh soft type gay. Everybody knows many many gay people and they're just as diverse as straight people are. It, I don't think anybody is questioning whether or not gay people are 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 weak or soft. Be honest, guess where they bought the rope with Jesse's money? <laughs> I don't know where. The Crafty Beaver Hardware Store. <laughs> you can't write that. <laughs> That's just got to be real life. You don't need a rope, dog. Where'd she get it from? <laughs> I don't know, man. Crafty Beaver. Was it out of Home Depot? Did Home, was Home Depot out of rope? Oh, God. They left for Nigeria later in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this great meme where, uh, where it's a Scooby-Doo, and they've got a guy in a, in a, in a, in a white sheet. And it says MAGA, and they pull the top. They pull the the top uh, the 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 mask off, and it's underneath. It's Jussie, Jussie MAGA himself. <laughs> here's here's what I do know, though, Kunta. I know we're not talking about it today, but between this silly silliness that happened when they try to put it on MAGA and that Green New Deal bullshit, Trump is going to win in 2020. Go ahead. I know you don't want to talk about that. Go ahead. Actually, to be honest, I did read the New Deal, all 14 pages. <laughs> and are, do, I, I you, do you feel like it's as ridiculous as I think it is? No, I don't know. Okay. Because I think one of the things that uh, Americans in general don't know, and they don't want to know, uh, is that the rest of the country realizes that we have a huge problem. World or country? World. Okay. The rest of the world realizes we have a huge problem with what we've done in the environment, and we're running out of time. We're... Two minutes past. We're two minutes from midnight, according to the doomsday clock. Uh, and do you know? I know you don't like this, even though you do. You, you and your wife both drive electric cars, but there are going to be substantial changes very soon in an effort to try to leave something for our children. It really is that bad. Now, is the Green New Deal written in a reasonable way, an understandable way? Uh, are there? Does it? Does it? seem to address the logistics of any of this stuff. No, the fuck it doesn't. It's a very poorly written bill. But that's the problem. That's what the problem of it is. You like symbolism. We talk about this all the time. Ah, touche. It's a symbol. It's a symbol. Okay. Another thing the Green New Deal doesn't come with is a price tag. So, uh, meaning, who knows how much it would cost to to input this. And just so you know, I mean... 
people laugh it off about beef and cow farts as, as being destructive to the environment. It actually is. Did you know that across the country, the beef industry is trying to put forth legislations at state levels to try to make it unlawful to sell plant-based meat products? Look it up. Google it. So we're getting at a point to where the people that have been making a lot of money at the expense of the environment, we're, we're going to start to get to that, to that edge where we're going to have to make different decisions. I guarantee, be honest, that our life, the last half, is going to be dramatically different in how aware we have to be of our uh, ecological footprint. Right. Because the earth is in terrible, terrible, terrible shape. And it's just not talked a lot about in this country. I mean, I think I raised this, uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast or in the Slack room. Germany's actually shut down all its coal plants. Why? Bad. Very bad for the environment. They shut down all 82, 84 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the science is there. Everyone, this climate change, all the scientists agree that there's climate change. Even the military is agreeing with this. Everybody we're not agrees. doing anything. We're not I, doing anything about it. I don't think people and disagree so, whether or not there is climate change. I think what people disagree on is how um, humans, how much humans play a part in that. I think that's where the argument is. I think everyone knows the climate has changed. There's climate change. Everyone. All I know is that uh, Tony, 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 all three spelled differently. One of their hits is that it never rains in Southern California. Rafael Sadiq is a native Southern Californian. Uh, I thought he's from Oakland. Oh, that's, but he lives in... Okay, yeah. He's originally you. from Oakland, but I think they live in in Southern California. Who doesn't? I digress. The point of it is, someone told the man it didn't rain, and I guess he verified it and says, huh, you're right. It does not rain here in Southern California. I shall make a song, a ballad about it. Well, he's dead ass wrong. It's been raining in Southern California <laughs> for a week. When I say rain, I don't mean precipitation. I mean like car wash rain. I've seen people in fucking... Uh, galoshes and rain boots in Southern California. I had never seen that shit. That's like an East Coast thing. People got rain boots in Southern California. But Kunta, let me ask you a question. Um, okay, this, to me, I'm, I'm assuming this is the first 2019 we've ever had. Maybe you know something that I don't. So all these people are saying this is how it should be forever? That's just ridiculous. Like, you don't know how the earth is going to change. You don't know what tomorrow is going to be. There's no, there's no, oh, we know how this is supposed to go. There no, there's no way to study how the future is. I mean, I, I, we can predict based on what we've seen. You can absolutely measure the effects of greenhouse gas. As a matter of fact, you the can. United States produced 20% more of this stuff than the rest of the world. You can't. Say, no, I don't know. I don't know. USA, we did more than China. I don't know that we did more than China. May, check your stats again. More than the world, or more than the world, excluding China. I don't know about excluding China. I mean, China's got other kinds of problems, right? <laughs> we don't know what China's been doing to try to fucking catch up. All I'm saying is, I know that the world is a very, very complex place. Even though we have statistical data that can can predict how because of how it's been, how it will be, but there's a lot going on under the hood for lack of a better term. And I don't I don't know. Yes, do we need to do something to make some changes? Absolutely, because we could be more responsible. But at the same time, do we have all the facts of what is causing every single part of climate change? We no. have enough of the facts to realize we can't continue we the way change. that we're doing in most things. There we agree. That, we ha- that we means have to make that some changes. We are going to have to cut back and get rid of gas at some point. There we agree. We do have to make some changes. It's just it's not tenable. 
So, I mean, you have lots of lobbyists who have paid to ensure things stay the way they stay. Listeners, you really think Elon Musk is the only is the only smart dude to figure out how to make a fully operational and somewhat affordable electric car? You really think that? You really think that? Nobody before Elon Musk. What car what car manufacturers were doing, your Cadillacs of the world, and even your oils, your your big oil people, Dutch, Shell, etc., they'd go and they would identify these technologies that would be dangerous to their to their livelihood, to their way of making money. And what would they do? They would simply buy the tech buy the patent. The when you buy a patent, not only do you have the right to build the thing, you can also stop people from building the thing. Yeah, you have the right not to build it. That's what's happened. Elon Musk is a genius, yes, but he's not the first dude and won't be the last dude to, to create an affordable all-electric vehicle. A better question is, why they let him do it? That's a better question. But things at Tesla aren't going great anyway. I digress. This show is about fuck niggas. On to the next one. Oh, by the way, be honest. Um, remember that uh, Lifetime Surviving R. Kelly shit that you didn't watch? Yes, I remember not watching that. Yes. Well, apparently you're wondering why now? What's going to happen? Well, uh, apparently they they caught they've got some some video footage. I heard that of R. Kelly referring to a a young woman's private areas as quote fourteen year old pussy. <laughs> I heard that. That's ridiculous. That is. Uh, uh, to me, though, here, here we go. Now, see, I'm, I, I may be the first one because everybody's so outraged. That just seems too perfect. That seems like the Jussie Smollett of statutory rape cases. Come on, man. That sounds All I can like, tell you is that the tape has now been turned over to the Cook County State Attorney's Office I, I heard in that. Chicago. That sounds so, like role-playing to me, though. Who we'll the see. fuck? Who the fuck says come get this fourteen year old pussy? Nobody says that for real. The Pied Piper. That's who the fuck says that. <laughs> come on, Kuta. If it, if it, if it's true and the girl actually is fourteen when she said that, that's the is he needs to go to prison. Okay, but what he I'm not saying going is to prison. He's in Germany living his best life. <laughs> All I'm saying is that just seems hey, so far fetched. You niggas living his best life. I know that other people were also saying the Jesse Smollett thing didn't seem reasonable, so I can't say that I'm the only one. But I don't think anybody agrees with me on this one yet. I want to make no, sure, man, I- because this is <laughs> <laughs> you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> run amok, led astray. This is just what he does. I hear you, man, but that just seems like too perfect. Like what? F what? No, it doesn't. It seems like shit he does. The very first tape we Why get. Why is there not more of this? I'm saying the very first tape that comes out is going to be the it's one. It's not the first tape. It's just a tape. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I'm saying, though, of all the times that he's been this this, this this disgraceful guy, the very first time somebody comes out post. Nah, man. This is another tape. <laughs> this is just Say it too with perfect. Me. Another. <laughs> another one. This is another too perfect. Tape. Another one. It's too perfect. No, man, it's not too perfect. Come get this 14-year-old pussy. That's just too... Why would you say that? He said that. Another one. This is a hoax. You know what this does? This is a smokescreen. He's sending out flares right now, so he gets... That nigga better not come back from Germany. He better take (laughs) up permanent residence there and not come back. Him and Roman... Angela Merkel, the leader of Germany, she fucking hates Trump, so they might not extradite him. Him and Roman Polanski should get like a, a condo together. 
They should and just make artsy stuff. Yeah. I'm saying it's a but flare. But this show's about fuck niggas. I'm saying it's a flare though, Kuta. I'm saying that he staged this so that when, when we find out the girl's actually 18, everybody, oh God, they're just they're just after him for no reason. It's I think this is a hoax, but we'll see. Nah, bruh. Mo fuck niggas. Right. That's the un, that's the working title of this show. Fuck niggas. On to the next fuck nigga. Gucci. And Dapper Dan, they had that meeting. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about that, but I heard I heard a, there was another celebrity that was criticizing him. I can't remember who it was, but go well, ahead. Let me just tell you what Dapper Dan had to say right. about that. No apologies. We have to, all caps, learn to earn. Close caps. What happened to all the black fashion brands that failed since the 80s? Was it because they didn't get black support? Was it because they didn't know the business? Do you expect our young black designers to spend 30-plus years mastering fashion by teaching themselves, as I did? How do you expect them to compete with the big brands if they don't really know the business? They need jobs and internships with these big brands so that they can learn and then branch out on their own. Many young people think that t-shirt design with a logo is a fashion business, when in reality, the business of fashion is so much broader and more complex than that. I'm going to skip ahead. These are his words? These are dapper. These words. are his words. This is a paragraph. For those of you who want to continue to hate Gucci and boycott, you're entitled to do as you please. But if anyone should be boycotted, it's the brands that won't give our young people an opportunity to learn. What's he talking about? Gucci statement. Following the recent unintentional baklava jumper incident, Gucci announces the first four initiatives in a long-term plan of actions designed to further embed cultural diversity and awareness in the company. We accept full accountability for this incident, which has exposed shortfalls in our ongoing strategic approach to embedding diversity and inclusion in both our organization and in our activities. I am particularly grateful to Dapper Dan <laughs> for the name. role he has played in bringing community leaders together Shout to out. offer us their counsel at this time. Talent hiring. Shout out. Global and regional directors for diversity and inclusion. Gucci is... Gucci is working to not only hire talent and diverse candidates, but also create positions within the company whose sole responsibility will be to ensure the company reaches these standards. Interesting. Gucci is now initiating a search for the newly created role of Global Director of Diversity and Inclusion. Based at Gucci America in New York. The role will be responsible for developing and executing Gucci's diversity and inclusion strategy to ensure that fashion is effectively deployed globally. Multicultural Design Scholarship Program. These are steps. Gucci is launching a multicultural design scholarship program cultivating new talent. In partnership with fashion schools around the world, this 12-month fast-track program will aim to amplify opportunities for underrepresented groups of talents, leading to full-time employment to create a more diverse and inclusive Workplace on an ongoing basis. The schools of focus will be in the following cities. New York, Harlem, Nairobi, Kenya, New Delhi, India, Beijing, China, not where French Reggie's going. Hangzhou, also China, not where French Reggie's going. <laughs> Seoul, that's uh, Korea, South Korea. Tokyo, Japan. Beirut, Middle East. Lebanon, maybe? Lebanon, yes. London, and Dubai. That's where they shit on American women. Um, so that's what they're doing. Gucci is going to have a, is announcing it's going to have a global and regional director for diversity and inclusion. 
They're going to have a multicultural design scholarship program. You know what my problem is with all this? I mean, you know my problem with it already. How do we get here? Exactly. Because, because wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me tease this out. So, you had a sweater that looked shockingly like blackface. Who does blackface target? Black people. <laughs> At what point in anything that I, that I read, not from Dapper Dan, but of Gucci's, you know, regional director program and its, you know, its, its regional uh, scholarship diversity push it's doing, at what point did you hear me read the word black? I don't know many black people in Seoul, South Korea. I don't know many black people in the Shangju uh, province of China. I don't even know any black people in New Delhi, India. I mean, Harlem, Harlem. Yeah, Nairobi, that's Kenyan. Okay. But the other of these cities, Lebanon, maybe, not really black. You've been had, people. If you, if you think this is progress, you think this is somebody with your best interests, you think they get it now, don't fall for it. Been had, been took, run amok, led astray. Playing with the rock, you know how I go. This is bullshit, man. They didn't use black one single time in a Gucci's official release. The only person who said black was Dapper Dan. And they shout him out. So now, when I was saying last week that he's an employee and not the spokesperson, now this is a lot more, it it makes a lot more sense, right? Listeners, it, this makes more sense. He's he's not the guy that that he's fronting himself to be as far as having the the CEO's ear. This is just he's an employee. He did his part. He wrote a long paragraph that he probably didn't write. It's part of it. So, there's a theme here. Mayweather, tone deaf, goes to Gucci the very next day. Doesn't care. Says he's going to do what he wants to do. Instead of a boycott, he's going to be a black boy on a yacht. That's what he said. Contrast with T.I., he calls him out on it. Contrast with people like Jay-Z, who all his family's taken care of too, to be honest, but yet he feels some sort of compulsion to try to give back to people who are less fortunate. We've got Dapper Dan, who at first blush, seems to be someone who's pro-black. But these actions, and even in his first statement, it's, it's, it's unclear. Is this a game? Fuck niggas, that's what we're talking about. Jesse Smollett, playing on people's emotional tensions at this time in our politics and our pop history to orchestrate his own fake racially and sexually motiva- uh, motivated assault. Let's move on to some more fuck niggas. Let's talk about Monique and Steve Harvey. Did you see that, be honest? I, I did see the, uh, I, I didn't see the show, but I saw the extended six minute or so highlight of Let me give the Cliff's Notes. 
and you fill in with whatever I miss. Basically, Steve Harvey tells Monique that we're black. We can't do things this way. That we can't, we have to, you know, it's not a black, it's, it's, a, it's, not, a, it's not a black game, it's not a white game, it's a money game. And then he goes on to say that he can't allow his integrity to allow something to happen to him where he can no longer take care of his family. He'd rather sacrifice his integrity to make sure that his family for generations is straight. Monique, on the other hand, was saying that, you know, that's completely irrational, that you don't look at, you can't sacrifice your integrity for money. So my question, be honest, who do you think's right? And actually fill in anything I missed with that with that overview. And after that, tell me who do you think is right? Can could, should you sacrifice your integrity as a person of color at the expense of other people of color so long as your family is okay? So the the part that I want to fill in be only because I feel like it's um it's it's kind of pertinent is that Monique called out Steve Harvey and Oprah Winfrey and Lee Daniels among a couple other names. I can't remember all the other names, but she said that privately, all of them came to her and said, we understand what you're saying. We agree with you. You're not wrong. But then publicly, they all shunned her. And I think that's important because Steve Harvey didn't deny that. And I don't know if he if he can speak for Oprah or Lee Daniels, but he definitely didn't deny his own um, participation in that, in that thought idea. So... You know, we spoke, I, I think Muhammad Ali's name came up earlier, and I know a yacht just came up. I saw an interview throughout the week of Muhammad Ali speaking to someone about integrity. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the exact the exact same situation, basically. Just, I mean, not with, with um, the, the networks, but just period. And he said that he doesn't care about that yacht or any of this money if he can't go to his neighborhood and get the love from his people. He says that the people are far more important. His integrity is far more important than money or going to fight the white man's war or whatever else it is. The integrity is more important. That is a very, very powerful stance. And I don't think that most of us are strong enough to stand beside that. So when you ask me how I feel about this or which side I fall on, I have to say both, Kunta. I, you know, I, I can't honestly pretend that I've never done anything that questions my integrity in the smallest, even in the smallest bit for a paycheck. I can't say that I haven't gone to work and changed something about the way that I dressed or the way that I cut my hair in order to fit into what the status quo was at the, in the corporation. I don't think any of us have. I, I mean, I'm sure there are some of us, but we're probably, you know, mail workers at UPS. We toss boxes or something. I'm talking about as far as when you move a little further up the um, the chain is is almost impossible to not assimilate in some way. You know, maybe as a boxer and you kind of outside of that, or as an entertainer, you as long as you don't have a, a a daytime TV show, you might be able to be outside of that. You know, Monique. But having a daytime talk show is much like both of us being in corporate America. You don't have a lot of wiggle room, so 
that question is so impossible for the answer for me right now. I don't, I don't know that I'm not already guilty of some of the things Steve Harvey is talking about. Maybe on a, on a much smaller scale, you know, maybe it's a daily battle that I lost as opposed to what he's talking about, which is like a forever battle. You just have to just Let's give up into the skill, it. Okay. Because we're not talking about blending in. All right. Which we all unfortunately have to do. Why? Because we're not the majority in this country. That's how it goes. What does majority mean? More of, the most, more than the rest. They set social norms. Um, Monique was very specific in talking about the Netflix special and that the amount of money that she was offered was insulting. So she's talking specifically about her money. She's also talking about being blackballed from Hollywood. So she's talking specifically about her ability to earn a living. Let's transition. Not we're staying in the same it's the same area. Again, this is about fuck niggas. And whether or not, what are you willing to sacrifice? Will you sacrifice your integrity to get the bag? If I could boil it down. Okay. That's more fair. So, Colin Kaepernick. He ain't played football in what, three years, four years? I don't know. He has not um, been employed. No one has a good reason. If you are a fan of the National Football League, you could probably see that there has been a dearth, means not many, uh, solid quarterbacks in the last three or four years. All kinds of people who are terrible have been getting third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh chances. You've got a famous running back who was on film beating the shit out of a white woman. Just got re-signed by another team. He's redeemable. You've got another wide receiver, plays for the Patriots, black guy named Josh Gordon. Cannot stop with the drugs. I'm not even sure if it's weed at this point. Seems, seems like it's more serious than weed. Can't stop. He lost an entire year, no money earned, because he could not stop smoking, whatever he was smoking. Gets back in the league. Traded to the Patriots. Falls back into it. He'll get a ring, but he was not in the Super Bowl. There's literally nothing you can do in the NFL if your talent's not good enough that they will not find a way to give your ass a second chance. Asterisk. Unless you have the audacity to engage in a silent protest during the national anthem. Which is not part of the game. So Colin Kaepernick and the NFL have been uh, at odds. Lawsuit about on about a year and some change. They reach a settlement. Now sources that I've read estimate the settlement between sixty and eighty million dollars. Now from a legal standpoint, that could just be bullshit because things about settlements, for the most part, they're supposed to be highly confidential. And if you break that confidentiality, right. not only do you pay a penalty, you don't get the money. C.E.G. Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump last year. Um, but let's just assume that these rumors of it being somewhere in the realm of $80 million is correct. Let's just assume that. Let's just go with that. It's not. We don't know. We can't verify. Let's just go with that. So Colin Kaepernick sat out, was forced out, was blackballed for the league, filed his lawsuit, and has settled for $80 million. I don't believe Colin Kaepernick 
um, sacrificed his, his integrity and he was still able to do what was right. So that's at least, going back to Steve Harvey and Monique, an instance, and this doesn't happen all the time, Hollywood's a much different, ball, much different beast, different ball game. You know, you know, even look at music, the whole uh, the Grammy show thing with the uh, head of the uh, the Grammys was, is being added by Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande as being someone that's a gatekeeper. We understand that, you know, just because someone was successful here doesn't mean they'll be successful in this other environment. But what I'm saying, what my point, what my point is, Steve Harvey made it seem like one cannot have one's integrity and get the bag. That I don't necessarily understand. And I don't agree with. We all make sacrifices every day. We go to work, punch that clock. Fuck, man, just go into work. If you're not working in your passion, getting up and dragging your ass to work, how many times do you think about, man, I don't think I want to go today, but you go and do it. We all make little sacrifices. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about when something is clearly... You are clearly being targeted for doing something you believe is a no-brainer right thing to do. What then? Steve Harvey at least has made it seem very clear that he's compromised himself on things that he believes are important. Right. I can't accept that. I can't do that. Um, that's, that's not to say I haven't compromised on things, but I can't accept that as a course of dealing. I believe I I would like to think that if I were in a situation like Monique where I can't work anymore in in the area I want to work in because I've been blackballed. By the way, there are other reasons why Monique is getting treated the way she is. It's not just her being blackballed because she spoke out against, you know, racial inequality and the pay scales. It's also because she, you know, wouldn't play the game as far as things you're expected to do when you have movies out, when you have projects out. She engaged allegedly in diva-like behavior in addition to this. That's a problem. That's the Nicki Minaj problem. Get to the point where no one wants to work with you because they don't want to deal with you. But let's just pretend we're, we're solely focusing on her speaking out against racial inequality and the pay scale. Compared to Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, who's exercising... His right not to participate. It was on this same show, be honest, and I talked about Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, a.k.a. Chris Jackson, who would not recognize the national anthem in the NBA. For religious reasons. That nigga gone. He been gone. He's, he's older. He's, well, he's got to be close to 50, and he's, he's playing in the big three. Why? Because he never got the itch out. He, he never got to stay in his prime. So, you know, these things happen. People make decisions that can affect their ability to earn a livelihood. What would you do? Listeners, what would you do presented with something that's clearly, in your mind, right or wrong? So, Coach, cool, I have a question because I'm I, from what I heard, it sounds like you're saying that Colin Kaepernick did not sacrifice his integrity for the bag, and I disagree. I think it's, he totally did. How so? Because in, instead of going forward with what he was trying to do, he he said, "Okay, well, no harm, no foul. Just give me the money, and I'll shut up." 
No, that's not what he said. That's not he's what he's just dropping his collusion lawsuit. That's different. Okay. I mean, he's just dropping his official collusion lawsuit for him being excluded from the league. Okay. It doesn't mean he's not going to he's going to stop with his social activities based around uh one uh police brutality. Well, let's just see if he does. That's kind of what he's Oh, well, you're right. We'll see what he does. I personally believe that, you know, at the end of the day, football is a brutal sport. It's going to shave time off your life, even in practice. I feel that once someone stops, they will never go back once they realize that, particularly if they have other things in their life. I knew Colin Kaepernick was never going back. He was approached by this uh, fledgling Football league, the AAF, I believe what it's, is what it's called. This is that shit Beyonce likes. I don't know um, if I like it. I'm just saying it's not bad. They, they approached him and offered him, I believe, $8 million or something like that to play. Yeah. He turned that down. He doesn't want to play football anymore. He's, he's done with it. And he's done with it because, you know, it's very rare that people believe they have a purpose. And maybe Colin Kaepernick believes he's found his and his is in social justice. And if so, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. So I don't see this as selling out. I see this as maybe a full uh, closure on this chapter between him and the NFL directly. One thing about settlement agreements, particularly when it's a former employee, normally there's a no hire clause. A lot of people don't know that. Right. So, you know, I see a lot of the ESPNs and stuff talking about what now, what now, what now. There's probably a no hire clause. And that was worked out as part of the deal. Yeah. And that's just fine. Um, I'd like to think that I would be brave and courageous like Muhammad Ali. You know, to some extent like like Mo. And to some extent like Colin Kaepernick. But, you know, Bionis has this thing where he says everybody has a price. I was listening to you on one of the other shows. You're talking about Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. And uh, LeBron. And, you know, do we, does your integrity have a price is, 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 is what I want to know. And if your integrity has a price, does that make you a fuck nigga? Kunta's going to go yes. You think, be honest. If your integrity is for sale, does that make you uh, a de facto fuck nigga to some expe- to some extent? I don't know. A willing I, fuck nigga. I don't is know that what that is. I don't know because when we're talking about Jeff Bezos type money, that's not the same thing as you know going to work every day for a paycheck. And you know, then we have to discuss what integrity really is, and if it's really something that was made up or is it something that's concrete within our spirit. So it gets very, 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 very deep. Really Let's go there. Really quickly. Let's just start with the last thing you said. Is integrity something that's concrete within you, or is it something that's just malleable? I don't have the answer to that yet. I need more information. <laughs> <laughs> I need more. I'd like to think. I need more there, journey. <laughs> there, there are issues where your integrity should be concrete. Right. There are core issues where you should have integrity that extends beyond just your immediate family. Just the, the, the world. It should extend to the world beyond just your immediate family. There, are, there should be some right and wrong, some higher things that are just 
you know, fundamental to existence itself that you you would be will, unwilling to compromise. Right. Think of it as maybe everybody does have a price. Now, if everyone has a price, then that means that everyone's integrity is for sale. How much would it cost for you to be a fuck nigga? Listeners, how much would it cost for you to turn a blind eye to something you know is right or wrong because it doesn't affect you directly? And as you're thinking about that, you're going to start to see what I believe that some of these white people can be Trump supporters, can ignore stuff because they're not affected directly. People are self-motivated for the most part. It's not news. I don't know, man. Times like this, I, I think to myself, what would Coon Man do? <laughs> I'm very you know interested. What Coon Man would do. I, I'm very, I'm very interested in what Coon Man would do. But I'm also very interested in what the listeners have to say about this topic. So please, please, I know we don't ask you to very often, but on this occasion, I would love for you guys to write in, comment on the show, and let us know how you feel about this. What is integrity for sale? It doesn't matter how much, you know, those kind of things. Let us know how did, you feel. Did Jesse Smollett sell his integrity? Or did he try to capitalize on other people's integrity? Does Mayweather have any integrity? Who is T.I.? Is T.I., does he have integrity? <laughs> he did drop that, that, that diss song. But also when Kanye said what he said, they dropped a track. And they said that T.I. was out doing NFL stuff. So I don't know, man. You know, huh? Where's the line? Yeah. Like I said, you know, what would Coon Man do? I'll tell you what Coon Man would do. <laughs> Governor Ralph Northam goes on a, quote, apology tour dubbed Faith, Identity, and Social Justice. <laughs> so if you're in the Virginia area and you have a chance to see Coon Man, a.k.a. Governor Ralph Northam at his faith, identity, and social justice, feel free to have this integrity conversation with him. I'm sure he'll look forward to it. And if you, you know, if he really likes you, you might break out a moonwalk. It's been another episode of Black on Both Sides. You know, it's not always fun and games. It's not always Trump doing stupid shit. Rest you. He really, please believe and understand he did do stupid shit by declaring a national emergency. That did happen. Where has he been in these two days since he's declared a national emergency? Be honest, you know where he's been? Somewhere vacationing, probably. Golfing at Mar-a-Lago. Seems real serious, this national emergency. But that's enough for today. Let us know what you think about diversity for sale. Not diversity, I'm sorry, integrity for sale. As a person, you know, of color, what's the cost of your integrity? You want to be Steve Harvey? Remember, he told us he was going to be a monkey. The monkeyest of monkeys. You see that meme, be honest? I have not. 
floating around the Kings of uh, Kings of Comedy tour. He said when he made it, we was gonna hate him. He was gonna he was gonna walk like a monkey, talk like a monkey. He was gonna swing on trees to work. Self fulfilling prophecy. You gonna be like Steve Harvey? Be like Monique? Or are you gonna try to capitalize on it, like Jesse? You think Colin Kaepernick's capitalizing? Let us know. Let us know. 